0: This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU. And right now, what if? I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about what if Season 1, Episode 6? What if Killmonger? rescued Tony Stark. What if indeed we're going to talk all about that? So if you haven't watched the episode, go watch it on Disney Plus, then come back here. But the broad strokes is exactly as usual. What the title says right at the beginning of the MCU, Tony Stark, instead of getting shrapnel in his heart, gets rescued by Eric Killmonger. Gets friendship
1: in his heart. Yes, with there Killmonger. you go. And uh, we get you, a rough approximation
0: booze. of Iron Man mashed up with Black Panther with a little bit of Age of Ultron thrown in there. Just for good measure. Uh, Ultimately leading to a lot of folks dying, including Iron Man Tony Stark, uh, among many, many others. And at the end of the day, Killmonger wins, gets back to Wakanda. He's the new Black Panther. And the world will never be the same. And that's kind of how Mm -hmm. things end there. Now, Pete, I'm curious. You have not been a fan of the darker what ifs versus the happier, cheerier what ifs that we know very well from our comics from our childhood. Those were always a laugh a minute. Uh, What was your take (laughs) on this one? And I know specifically I'm going to have a sense of what you didn't like about it, but go ahead. I'm curious to see if you what you're oh, about did to say. You
2: wanna, why don't you, you know, give me a little taste of what you think I, I'm like. No, the, i like? No, I think uh, you were not a the, huge pod, fan.
1: <laughs> not the a podcast huge has changed a little bit. <laughs> now Alex just says our opinions,
2: yeah, yeah we just no, rhyme. I, I like this. This is fun. I want to see how well he does. Well, I think you were probably
0: upset about the same thing that upset me. I don't need to see Chad McBoseman die over and over and over yeah. again.
2: It's a real um, bummer, man. Hello. <laughs> Anybody driving this fucking thing? You guys just throwing things on a, on a board and just being like, "Well, we made a decision about it a while ago. We're not going to like, I don't know, maybe look at this stuff before we make it." Y- but <laughs> come on, you can't, you can't
0: change it uh, just maybe because it's a little of the stronger act. than I felt. But
2: uh, come yeah, on. Uh, uh, let, me th- let me. Chadwick Boseman though- died. Don't make me watch him die again. Are you fucking kidding me? Come on.
1: I, let me, I, I hear you, uh, the emotional uh, stakes Wait, real for this quick episode. question,
0: just because you weren't here for the last episode, what did you think about where they ate Chadwick Boseman's leg? Did you feel better about that?
1: <laughs> yeah, that, this is, it's a lot of fun, this show. How, why you ask, why you ask
0: that a question? Yeah. No.
2: Why don't you just, you know. He's been like, away for really a couple
0: p- of weeks, I haven't had the fun of poking a bear, <laughs> which is yeah, uh, yeah. the childhood game we'd play when I was growing up yeah. in, in Adirondack poke- Park.
1: Yeah, oh. the real park out there. You poked this uh, <laughs> metaphorical bear while Pete was out there poking real bears. Mm, that's right. Uh, out in the woods. Um, no, but let me, let me just say, I understand the emotional stakes of this. I feel it too. But from a story perspective, I actually really liked that we, oh, because... Oh, did no, no, you like it from finish. a
2: story perspective?
1: Let me finish. The end where we get to see uh, Shala talking to Eric in, uh, in the Ancestors world. I thought was great. It was a great moment and it capped the episode in a in a really good way.
0: I overall, it sounds like Justin you and I have a little bit of a differing opinion here. I think this is my least favorite ep- episode of What If so far. It didn't wow. really go very far afield from necessarily some of the beats of Iron Man, but mostly it felt like Black Panther remixed in a certain way. Um, and I like these episodes a lot better when they take some chances, when they go a little farther. It felt like it ended rather abruptly and to the point that Pete was making, though maybe a little less shouty. I do actually wonder if they changed this episode a little bit because the Watchers narration at the end there sounded very targeted, specifically about the tragic legacy of Chadwick Boseman and him versus just Black Panther. So I do wonder if there was maybe a little bit something more to the episode, and instead they threw this thing on there and decided to end it there.
2: Possibly. You're not, you're not better than me just because you talk in a more monotone, uh, uh, less yelly manner, okay? You fucking dick. Yeah, you're like, in a less shouty way, I'm going to say my opinion, and uh, so I'm going to express my thoughts while I kick my friend in the fucking nuts. I'm sorry, Pete. I apologize. I'll stop Um, poking the bear now. Yeah, I appreciate it. Because I I agree
1: with you, um, Alex, a bit. I'm not saying I was positive, super positive on this episode. I just liked the Mm, way that that uh, end bit was. Um, Because I think the series has all the potential in the world. It's what if. Anything goes. But, and we talked about this in the last episode, I think, Alex, it does feel like, because we're so stuck in the MCU movie continuity, they don't deviate much from the story points that we already know. And then in the case of this episode, they're just slamming story points together from Iron Man and Black Panther. And uh, I, it does feel a little, I, I think they can take way more creative leaps, and it feels like the only palette they are able to sort of make changes in, at least in the last three episodes is like, what if this person killed this person? And it's like, not all what ifs are like, what if this guy died? Or what if right. what if this person? So like, it just feels like we can expand the the palette here. Even if you're just sticking with MCU continuity, you can expand the palette any which way. We, there's a lot of other ways to go. And we're stuck in this like, yup, he died. Whoa. Makes you think.
2: Uh, I, I, I agree with Justin. I think there's better choices to be made. Uh, um, it's cool that it's like showing how great these heroes are in their roles it's a nice way to kind of be like hey it's a good thing Tony Stark had to go through some stuff so he could grow as a person and be a better hero it's like hell yeah I agree with that but it's like hey what if we explored some darker shittier ideas you know what I mean like wouldn't that be cool I do agree though that this scene with you know um uh the kind of in the dead realm was very powerful and cool and i'm always more you know i'm super happy it's hard to be mad at this episode because i got more chadwick Bozeman, even though like watching him die again was real rough uh i still got to hear his voice again and it was still like that like badass uh slow motion punch uh like black panther punch was really just quite marvelous the fight, the fight,
1: the Black Panther fight stuff. I thought was great and a nice, like, just great action beat in the middle. When I was like, mm, "We're seeing a lot of him do this," sort of a bad sign for maybe his future in the rest of the episode, which uh, instantly came true. But let me talk about a positive. Um, Killmonger, despite being um, a villain, I th- it was great to see him again. He's a great oh, villain, yeah. fan uh, favorite, great fan fave. Um, I really like, and uh, from a uh, the story of this episode. It was really well thought out and sort of was a nice, like, uh, Jacob's Ladder of of Killmonger making these different moves and getting ahead of basically everyone this entire time except for the button at the end.
0: Yeah, taken on its own, this is a really good Killmonger story, like you're saying. I don't think they totally nailed the level of Michael B. Jordan's swagger in animated form. You know, we've talked about this before, but like when the characters are standing still, there's something about the animation that doesn't quite work about their faces some of the time, but the action stuff is so good. And like you're talking about, Michael B.'s voice is so good here. He knows how to capture it, even if the animation isn't quite working. And the plot moves are still good because he is always three to five steps ahead of absolutely everybody at all time. So that is very fun to watch. Also fun to watch one of my favorite underrated characters from the MCU, Ulysses Clow, played by Andy Serkis, just because it's so weird. I forgot every time. I forget how weird it is until he comes out with, I think he's doing an -er Afrikaner accent.
2: Or something like yeah. that. Uh, it's, but it's he's bizarre. having fun. It seems like he's having fun with this character. Every time we see him, it's a fun, like how excited he is about being a bad guy. It's, you know, yeah. like, guy loves his work.
1: He has like this, yeah, like uh, South African John Wayne vibe going for him, and it it is like uh, it is it does stick out in a in a good way. I think anytime you see him.
0: And also the rest of the Wakanda stuff in this episode, you know, it wasn't all of the voices, but Angela Bassett was creating Ronda. Angela Bassett, whooping some ass. Uh, Interesting. This took me a second to figure out. This was an interesting episode for continuity, I think, because it is, what is it? 2008. Is that Iron Man? Is that when that came out? I think. Uh, So whatever it is, it's before the rest of the MCU stuff. So of course, you're going to have a young Shuri here. You're not going to have the old, slightly older Shuri we know. And I was like, why is she so tidy? Why did she, why do they draw? The- oh, okay. I know how time works. I get it now. But then there's also things like they didn't totally establish that T'Challa had been Black Panther for a while when he showed up in Civil War. So that took me a second to figure out as well when he showed up at Clow's Boat Being like, wait, was he Black Panther? I thought he picked it up after his dad died, but he didn't. He was already Black Panther at that point. They just didn't totally establish that when they got to the movies. So it was a little bit of a timeline weirdness there. But, again, nice to see all the Wakanda stuff. I liked little Shuri. I thought it was a good note. Yeah. Her figuring everything out at the end because, of course, Shuri would. Um, So that was good. Uh, On the opposite end of the spectrum, I was a little bummed out about this. I mean, I think this is the nature of the beast. I don't know how you guys felt. The Iron Man voices, Tony Stark, Pepper Potts, not exactly right, and it kept slightly taking me out of it. They're not the Um, same person. I got to say, that was a pretty decent
1: uh, RDJ for not being RDJ. Um, So I I didn't mind it too much. I did look up the the person that's playing Obadiah uh, Stane, Jeff Bridges' character. His name is Kill Dandenhuvel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Badass name. He was a good
0: Obadiah State. He had the yeah. right about of. I've just put fifteen barbels in my mouth for really capturing yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeff Daniels. That was a good job. Uh,
2: there. I would like to just kind of back up the truck. Uh, the kind of the way the episode ended with the uh, Potts uh, uh, Sherry team up there was an uh, at least left it a little bit of a positive note. So like the fact that we got to see those characters kind of. Uh, give it a hope for hopefully they can turn this thing around was good.
0: Why didn't Shuri go to to T'Chaka? I feel like she could have brought evidence to him and convinced him that Killmonger was bad. No,
1: I I don't know. I mean, I think, I think there's, it's hard to say exactly because they don't really define it. But the way I saw it was that Killmonger took advantage of their uh, thirst for revenge and justice for T'Challa, that, they were already in the bag for him. So mm-hmm. I think Shiri was like, mm, they're too heartbroken by T'Challa's death. And now the fact that, that Eric has come into their lives and is now almost taking the place or becoming the prodigal son returned. So I think she had to go outside of, of the family.
0: Now, another voice showed up in this episode, and I think this is really turning out to be the breakout character of What If, Leslie Bibb, once again, back as Christine Everhart, everybody's favorite news reporter. She asks a question, Mm -hmm. and the conference really pushes Tony on a couple of things. Uh, So good to see her back. Uh, I think this is all building up to the final episode of What If is going to be all What If Christine Everhart was more involved in the MCU.
1: Yeah, the ultimate press conference, final episode, <laughs> just questions. What if Christine Everhart added, uh, asked even more hard hitting questions? <laughs>
0: <laughs> other notes, other things that you like, Pete, even though you were bummed, was there anything else that you liked about the episode in particular?
2: Um, The, you know, the fact that we did get to see Killmonger does get to see the sunset. Uh, that was nice. Um, you, like, yeah. You he, know, the, uh, just
0: a note: he got to see the sunset
2: in Black Panther. Just he, as, yeah, he was as dying. he's dying. Yeah, that's as the he's best dying. way to
0: see a sunset, man. You're it's like, it's not going to get better than this.
2: it? Is not going to get better than this. is, it, is it? It's than this. Better, this better, like, it's well, well, it's a nice, metaphor. A it's a nice mm-hmm. metaphor. If you live, it's a better way to see a sunset. Yeah. So it's not good to die when you're seeing a
0: sunrise because you're like, oh man, could have been. You don't want to die.
1: You you don't want to die at like noon. Sun right above, hot, sweaty. (laughs) I love a cool,
0: cooling moment. Yeah, they'll they'll look at your dead body and be like, This guy's too sweaty to bury. No thanks. Yeah, exactly. he will just slide right out of the the (laughs) grave. See (laughs) you.
1: I feel like um, sweat. Was, your sweat sort of stops pretty soon after you die. It's not like your fingernails. No, some, they say some, you
0: sweat for up to eight hours after you die. <laughs> some things well, that. coffins
1: just fill with uh, salt water.
0: Yeah, basically. but that's, that's yeah. Like, I mean, that's if you've been working out as much as I have. You know.
1: In uh, uh, just for the anyway. listener, Alex sort of flexed like his <laughs> almost his hit yeah, hand it's weird.
0: got My tired. One of those <laughs> cartoon things where there was a U bent to the bottom that yeah. actually the vessel <laughs> fell down.
2: Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Other things that I liked, uh, Happy uh, got a good punch in. That was fun to see. John Favreau. Um, Yeah, I I just feel like it was too much to watch Black Panther and Rhodey die back to back like that in such a turn. Um, And you're just kind of uh, you're real shook after that. So uh, uh, it was it was tough to get back on board after that kind of thing.
1: I agree with you. There, it was uh, it was tough, but um, mm-hmm. that's what what if's all about. Um,
0: you were going to call out questions. another moment that you like, though, Justin. I believe.
1: Yes. Um, first off, was it weird to anybody else to see the Watcher's mouth move at the top of the episode? Uh, yeah, That was weird. Usually, I mean, he's just sitting there quiet with mouth closed. Even when he's talking, he's just like sort of looking at people sternly. Yeah. So when his mouth is moving, I was like, usually he's just. More with the eyes and less with the mouth. You know what I mean. And he was looking right at us
2: as yeah, yeah. he was talking. Do you talking.
1: think?
0: Do you think when? So there's a couple of different views of the Watcher, right? Like we see him kind of floating in space. Sometimes we see him in the background as a full body shot. Sometimes, like later on in the episode, it's just his head over the horizon. Do you mm. think he's looking in closer? Like just getting closer, and he's like, "Ooh, this is interesting." And he's leaning in, and that's when we just see his head.
1: Do you think he has, like, an astigmatism, or uh, he's a little nearsighted? He has yeah, a, like maybe he doesn't like, know who any of these characters what? are. Maybe he's looking, like, he's Is like, that
0: what if uh, Killmonger? Is that Killmonger? <laughs> he was in
2: the Black Panther movie, right? All right. Uh, we yeah. did get to see Killmonger do, uh, you know, make one of his marks, so that that was fun. Yeah, it was fun.
1: It
0: was fun.
2: I've a couple been doing of that things, too, by the way. Smart.
1: Yeah. Every time no, de- no kills. Yeah, right. Every time, time I kill, kill an ant,
0: I oh, wow. scratch myself up. Oh my so God. far, no marks. Like you said,
1: come to my house, you'll have a real scar fest. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're all sort of doing the Killmonger by. gang game until we actually start murdering, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. We, we, Any we, final thoughts uh, on this
0: episode, though, before we move I, on to the vision board, I do Justin? Have
1: a, a couple more moments. Um, I, it was nice to see all the Avengers moments animated right at the top, uh, with uh, the, the swirl around shot on the Avengers, was cool. Um, Tony with the Infinity Gauntlet on his Iron Man armor was very cool. Uh, a lot of great lines in this episode as well, just to call out. Um, a man was saved. The man was saved. The hero was lost, I thought was cool right at the top. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, a line that Killmonger has right after he kills Tony, the big difference between you and me is you can 't see the difference between you and me yeah, that was dope I really and that 's why I think Killmonger, despite the fact that he is just murders indiscriminately, like that philosophy behind the character is what makes him uh, so so interesting and I just, can want I just to mention
0: Pete just before you get to your point, the one thing uh, that I wanted to mention before I forget. This gets back to the thing about these episodes feeling a little limited. I liked Killmonger teaming up with Tony Stark so much. I wanted more of that. I wanted to see that stretch out through more of MCU history. Like, what happens when Loki invades with the Chitauri? What are Killmonger and Tony Stark doing? how does the MCU head off in different directions if they really are working together? Obviously, Killmarger's goal always is to get back to Wakanda, but it was a bummer to kill off Tony Stark because I felt like there was a lot more there. I thought that was a really cool pairing. Pete, sorry about that. Over I, to you.
2: Well, first off, I agree with what you're saying. There is better ways to explore this and just the fucking depressing kind of negative shit we got. Also, along the lines of great lines like Justin was talking about, the way that, you know, Black Panther really kind of got to Killmonger and was like, so your answer for suffering is more suffering? That's your big plan? Like, that was awesome. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also, agree. just were you talking about, like, uh, when you talked about the animation, the kind of like uh, uh, Avengers moments, were you talking about the flip? Were you talking about the Marvel flip in the beginning where it was like it would have been cooler if it went from the no. comics right to animation instead Wasn't, of this weird human thing for a little while? and didn't then mention it. And made the end at the end? like The weird human no thing one. is
0: called actors, by the
2: way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if you
1: noticed, but actually a lot of the stuff you're watching in this is based on the actors.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: <laughs> it, and the comic books are just paper, which sit on like a desk or uh,
2: on the floor sometimes. Or maybe They're they should dated. be laminated and you know put on the wall and
1: you hmm. laminate them? You fully laminate out the so whole So you can never is. get at
2: them?
0: <laughs> it's terrible.
1: Expensive. It's expensive. So changed. much plastic. Um, and the one final thing, another line. I love the the little joke uh, when uh, Killmonger showed Tony his basically Gundam uh, winged yeah. de- robot design. He was like, "What? I'm into anime.
0: I love anime. What? But, yeah." I Just mean, hysterical. that that felt like Michael B. Jordan is legit hardcore into anime, so that felt like maybe he even improvised that or they put that in for him or something like that. Very fun, buddy. Yeah, fun. All right, we're going to move over to the vision board where we talk about things coming forward in Marvel. Now, potential spoilers uh, ahoy for all of this because oh. we're going to talk about... <laughs> ahoy, so Marvel, are you, you the should wait, 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 wait. Are you a you captain <laughs> you
1: Are you a captain to on ship? the spoiler Allison. hat?
0: Alex and is at the sea ship right out. now. <laughs> <laughs> what? To the Alex sea of spoilers. His... Whoa! There's some chop- there be some choppy spoilers ahead, yar. Wow. His
1: desk floating in the New York <laughs> Harbor. Alex uh, working tirelessly. Uh, Trying to keep his Wi-Fi from falling into the drink. Well, let's get into (laughs) this. This is some Marvel
0: stuff that happened over the past week. Now, this is one that we're definitely going to be talking about here on the Marvel Vision podcast. But just the other day, the Hawkeye trailer finally dropped. Very exciting. Teasing the first season of the show that's coming just in time for Thanksgiving and Christmas. What would you guys think? What was your big impression here? I know we're all huge Hawkeye heads, so uh, let's get into it.
1: Hawksgiving is coming our way. Um, I, uh, I mean this, the, the art for a comic book reader, the <laughs> art, the title. I, I
0: feel a little asterisk coming out here. Well, here's the thing. Here's there the,
1: There we go. The logo is the Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye. Sure. Redefined the character. Which I think of, David
0: Aja designed the logo as well. I could I be mean, wrong yes, about I'm
1: that. hundred percent. I think you're right. And we have this fun, like, uh, Hawkeye who like gets messed up, makes mistakes. Yeah. And then um, we, behind the logo, we meet, re-meet Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, who is maybe the opposite energy of that run on Hawkeye. So it is like brooding, dark, and then we get all of this, um, the orphan outfit. Uh, Ronan. Is it the orphan? Ronan, that's it. R- Ronan. What? The Ronan outfit. Orphan. Uh, that's orphan. That's thing. from DC. Yeah. Have, you read,
0: uh, have you read comics before? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I've read checked. too many comics and they've they <laughs> pickled my brain.
2: Were you just in <laughs> Annie or something? Were you just watching no. Annie with your kids? Orphan the character. They do from go over to the theater.
0: DC. Is that what you're thinking of with Little Orphan Annie? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, Roger's the, sun the musical will come out is
1: tomorrow. playing. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. The Sun will come out. Did you just adopt a
2: child? What happened?
0: Uh, yeah, that's how it works. Uh, anyway. Yeah. It, Pete's mm-hmm. correct. You just have to say orphan out loud and then suddenly you have a child. Oh, no. Yeah. We've said it several <laughs> times on this podcast. It's like Candyman. Yeah. Candyman. Yeah, you look at uh, a mirror five times, <laughs> say orphan five times, bunch of bee orphans come out. So uh, I guess what? what I'm saying, though, is
1: uh, I'm curious how they're going to make the tonal shifts if they are going to do this storyline where Hawkeye is living in New York, which the trailer does a lot of work to be like, here's his family. Remember them? He has to get away from them because they're not <laughs> fun or part of this. So he's in New York uh, and like it's the trailer is doing so much work to be like, OK, 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 let's clear the decks. And here's a fun version of Hawkeye who meets a younger Hawkeye who actually does feel very fun.
0: Yeah, the there's a weird... Most of the trailer makes a lot of sense. The most unbelievable part to me is it turns out Haley Steinfeld's Kate Bishop is a fan of Hawkeye, which I don't think anybody is. Doesn't exist. Doesn't, it doesn't exist. exist. So, Sounds like a lie. Yeah, must be some sort of magic from Doctor Strange or something like that, a mind wipe or something. Ooh. I don't know. Scroll. But to your point, I think it feels like the first episode is going to flip over backwards to get to the point that we know from the bad fraction, David Aja comic and get there. But when it does, the rapport actually is fun. And Haley Steinfeld looks great as Kate Bishop. I'm very excited to watch her on this show. Uh, they've got the tracksuit mafia going on. They've got a lot of touch yes. points there. I hope Matt Fraction and David Aja are making a ton of cash off the show. I suspect Probably not, but they definitely should. And I was more excited to see this based on the trailer than I was previously just not particularly being a fan of Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. What about you, Pete?
2: Well, here's the thing. Like, this trailer for me was like, hey, um, we all know you want the fraction Hawkeye, but remember, Jeremy Renner is playing the roles, so uh, if you saw his... Amazon page, you know what this is going to be. So like the focus is <laughs> Amazon page. Yeah, uh, yeah. He had a whole uh, Amazon and, store. It was mostly beef jerky and lanterns. And oh yeah, knives, different kinds of knives. So anyways, like, <laughs> so God, God it's. God they're going to the comedy and the heart is going to be in Kate's role. And it looks like Haley's going to do great as that. So I'm hoping that that's how they're going to shift and kind of roll with this and still try to get the feel of the mad fraction stuff. You know what I mean? So like, I'm not, you can't make Jeremy runner be likable or be something he's not. So it's like, you just got to accept that it's going to be that. And then, you know, be open to the other things because otherwise you're going to fight it the whole way, man. What do
0: you think um, the pizza dog episode will be like? Oh. oh, so good. I don't know if they're, are they going to go for something like that? Like we're probably going to get six episodes here. Maybe yeah. we'll get something from, so amazing. for people that don't know what we're talking about, there's a whole issue that is from Lucky the pizza dog, the dog that they adopt's perspective. It's absolutely fantastic. I wonder if they'll do some sort of like pizza dog vision throughout various episodes, like sort of pepper it in there versus one whole episode.
2: No, yeah, I I mean, I one whole, Just like GoPro on the top of a dog episode. Great. I'd yeah. watch it. I'd yeah. love to see that. Yeah. Anyway, it looks like fun.
0: <laughs> Let's move on. This is another little bit that apparently was out there for a while, but I didn't realize until the other day. So I just wanted to mention it here. Apparently there are nine episodes in this season of what if instead of 10, as was previously reported. Whoa. Um, I heard from a couple of people who said this is because of COVID. They weren't able to complete one of them. But the interesting thing there is this was mentioned as part of a press release about the mid-season trailer where they also plugged that the heroes of the multiverse are all coming together. So if they cut an episode out, hopefully it was not an important one because all of these dangling plot nice. lines that we've seen, it seems like they're actually going to become together in some sort of big thing at the end of the season, which is exciting.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to assemble all of the characters together, maybe all of the good ones versus all of the bad ones, and they will fight um, in some way, perhaps over some sort of a Marvel zombie verse, Mm. hypothetically.
0: I think that makes 100% sense, and I think that's in fact what we're going to see.
1: Maybe the episode they cut out was, what if all the Avengers just died? at once or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hope they didn't cut out the Christian Everhart episode. I'm really looking forward to that one. That's going to be so cool. A couple of other things, and these are potentially big spoilers so definitely turn away if you don't want to know. First of all, there's been a lot of back and forth about Spider-Man No Way Home and who is or is not in that movie. One thing that's been discussed very widely to the point that some stills were released that I believe were later debunked and are not true, but that's how rabid a people are getting, that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are in the movie, making it a legit Spider-Verse movie, mixing it up with Tom Holland. Now, Andrew Garford initially said it's 100% not true. But then a recent interview, he said people are going to be disappointed given all the crazy No Way home rumors. To me, that sounds like, A, a confirmation that he's in it. What? But B, maybe it's not quite as big of a part as people were speculating. What do you guys take away from that?
2: It's, maybe he was uh, saying
1: people are going to be disappointed in his... Spider-Man movies, right? The first time when they see how good this <laughs> one is.
2: <laughs> it seemed like I watched the whole interview, and it seemed like he was trying to be. He said, "Like, oh, I'm just trying to tamper expectations. So that, like, uh, I'm not in it because he was like, that would be news to me if there was a you know a leak thing of, and it seemed like something. He was like, Tom Holland's great. I like just watching it. I'm not trying to be Spider-Man."
1: Here's what I think. I think it's going to be a one-off Spider-Man meme joke moment and then out. So I yeah. don't think we're going to get a whole – I think that's what he means by you're going to be disappointed if you think I'm in this because I bet he is in it to your point, Alex. But I bet it is for a a one-off little uh, cameo joke and, and not much more than that.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the initial rumor is there was going to be a whole third act with the three of them fighting the Sinister Six. No? No are going to say no. I just
1: don't think so. Well, first off, that's a lot. Uh, and second off, who wants that? Like bringing back these other Spider-Men to be a full part of the story feels confusing. And it feels mm. like you might split your fan base a little bit when it's like. Everyone's pretty happy with where we are, Spider Man wise. So let's mm-hmm. just keep that. Uh, I mean, I triangle. listen,
0: I could see it happening because they're kind of go for broke here. The original plan was to have four of the Spider Man movies with Tom Holland because of Stony Disney negotiations. Who knows exactly what's gonna happen here? So they might be like, let's go for broke in this last one and just throw absolutely everything in there. But I hope whatever happens, if there are cameos, if it's Andrew Garfield's in every frame of the movie or he's in, you know, just one singular scene, I do hope it Keeps it focused on Tom Holland's Spider Man because that's the point of the movie, you know?
1: Yeah. Here's what I think it's the speculation is clearly pointing
0: to um, Mephisto, Al Pacino, and Red Makeup mm-hmm. joining the cast. 100%. 100%. Another rumory thing there's been a lot of talk about Vincent D'Onofrio maybe coming back as Kingpin and potentially for Hawkeye, uh, which I think would be great. I'd love to see that. He was awesome on Daredevil. That would be yeah. so much fun. But he seemed to also throw a little cold water on these rumors with a tweet where he said, basically, it is very weird, Vincent D'Onofrio way that he was very flattered by this. But he writes things like this all the time. People were responding specifically to him favoriting tweets after the Hawkeye trailer saying, oh, man, I hope Vincent D'Onofrio is in this is Kingpin. And they're like, that's a confirmation. I think he was just mm. being a nice guy. What do you guys think?
1: Oh, someone favoring a tweet that mentions their name in it? Yeah, I think that's
0: just what people do. Yeah. It doesn't mean shit. (laughs) (laughs) Pete, what do you think? Is Kingpin in the Hawkeye series? Does this confirm it?
2: I don't. uh, It would be great. I I would. There would be... How could you not bring him back? That role is unbelievable. He knocked it out of the park. Um, So uh, we got to find some way to bring him back. I don't know if it's Hawkeye, but... uh, Hopefully, this gets some people talking over at Marvel and uh, they can make it happen. Now, if he does show up, presumably, this is not going to be the, necessarily
0: the Netflix verse version of Kingpin, who is making omelets all the time. So this is an MCU version. Do you think he's going to, like, make pancakes or waffles or what sort of
2: breakfast food is he going to talk over while he's making? I think it's oatmeal. You A know oatmeal. what I mean? It seems like, it, yeah. The perfect yeah. oatmeal. You have to steep it. Overnight, overnight oats, Kingpin. <laughs> did you just say night oats? Night oats. <laughs> overnight oats. Overnight oats is yeah. the
1: new hero that's going to replace Daredevil, because we Outs. already did Daredevil. Oh, no. yeah, <laughs> Charlie <laughs> Cox is, your-
0: is, we can confirm this here, I think, Charlie Cox is in Spider-Man No Way Home, but he's playing night oats.
2: <laughs> oh, man. That's
0: I don't gonna know gonna where you're getting
2: your oats, Zalvin, uh, but somebody tells you they're night oats. You're not... I'm not getting
0: the right Working thing. On the night old All right, we got one last one to talk about here and this is a very very big potential spoiler though it hasn't necessarily been confirmed. It's about Venom 2. So turn away if you don't want to hear this. This is the post-credit sequence of Venom 2. Reportedly, there was a UK screening that is confirmed, so fans did get to see it. They leaked, of course, the entire plot, even though you're not supposed to do that, and posted that online. But also, apparently, and there's many confusing reports here, but apparently, the post-credit sequence in some way may show off the scene from Spider-Man: Far From Home, where Tom Holland is revealed as Spider-Man by J Jonah Jameson. And Eddie gets to see it and either says something like, I hate that guy or "Mm, tasty either way. it is his Venom voice, one of the two things. Uh, But if this is true, what do you guys think about this? Are you excited to potentially see Venom be part of the MCU or whatever is going
2: on here going forward?
0: Pete, yeah. you're nodding yes. That's good yeah. for podcast. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think that, well, usually Justin uh, jumps in first. Uh, I just think it's one of those things where uh, it would be cool, but there's those are two different companies, and it's a lot of back and forth. So I don't know, man. I, I think the best way to do it is just to have some fun at the end of movies, you know, but uh, – I, I would love, I would love it. I would love to get uh, Deadpool and some more shit. You know, I want to see more Venom, please. Yes. What about you, Justin?
1: Um, I yeah, let's bring him in. I mean, even if it's just like a fun little gesture. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. Do we want? Where are we going with Tom Holland next? Um, I guess not to get too far ahead. Uh, <laughs> he's growing he's up under, so quick. You know. Yeah. yeah.
0: That kid, we used to know him back when.
1: Where are the three of us going with
0: Tom Holland (laughs) next? I think he is (laughs) replacing one of us on the podcast, but I don't want to say which one. Oh, wow. It's me.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That was going to be my last
0: guess. I mean, the thing is, if this post-credit sequence is accurate, this feels like it honestly could mean anything. It doesn't mean Venom is showing up in a million movies now. All it means to me, given Sony's history, is it's this very Hail Mary thing from Sony of like, yeah, we're part of the MCU, and they probably yeah. don't have active development on Venom 3. They don't necessarily know what's going on with Tom Holland or anything like that. They've, they're have they barely planning at this point going forward with any of their movies, but they're like, I don't know, they're thinking one checker move ahead at this point, and their checker move mm-hmm. here is, yeah, we Think own the rights to Jonah Jameson. We own the rights to Spider-Man. Hey, Marvel, is it cool if we put the scene? And Kevin Feige's like, sure. Whatever. that's fine have fun
1: i mean the next move is the jay jonah jameson standalone movie it's like their
0: citizen kane i would love to see jay jonah jameson movie christine ever one half episode bring season. them together what kind of news are they going to make it's going to be great will it be a it'll it be yeah. a newspaper we don't know
1: what if they launched a blog oh, that very so cool. modern yeah. they'd head
0: to substack probably
1: cool wow definitely explaining that to the Marvel fans
0: would be great this is fun this is fun. And this is a great point to wrap up this episode. If you'd like to support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to crowdcast and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about what if and the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Marvel Vision Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, stay marvelous. Stay marvellous! What? How?